Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, it's Kimberly, host of the Start Me Up podcast. If you like your politics with some loose talk and salty language, you're going to love my show. I interview the coolest people like Mary Trump, Kathy Griffin, and DNC chair Jamie Harrison. The Start Me Up podcast has an easygoing, casual style and a strong emphasis on left-leaning politics. We also have frank discussions about sex and more than a few spirited rants. Just visit patreon.com slash startmeup or wherever you get your podcasts and start listening today. So I spent today in federal district court in Washington, D.C., watching jury selection in Steve Bannon's criminal contempt of Congress case. And based on what I saw, it feels like Steve Bannon is going to have a rough go of it. And that's a good thing, because justice matters. Hey all, Glenn Kirshner here. So, day one of Steve Bannon's criminal contempt of Congress trial is in the books. I was in the courtroom watching all day, so you don't have to. And what I want to do is a couple of things. One, I want to give you some of my overarching impressions based on what I saw today. And then I want to try to answer as many of your questions as I can. If you happen to follow me on Twitter, Uh, You saw that I was tweeting out real-time updates over the course of the day. And toward the end of the trial day, I said, if anybody wants to ask a question about jury selection, just reply to this tweet. And boy, did y'all reply to that tweet. And I thank you for being interested, for being engaged. I can't get to all the questions, so I'm going to try to answer sort of the most frequently asked questions. I'll try to batch them together. And I'm going to try to do this every day, as long as Steve Bannon's case is in trial. So please keep the questions coming. But let me start with some overarching impressions. First and foremost, Steve Bannon does not have many fans in the jury pool. I was in there for almost all of jury selection today. I did step out a couple of times. I may have missed a juror here and a juror there, but I did not hear one prospective juror say one positive thing about Steve Bannon. But boy, did they say a lot of negative things. Let me give you a representative sample of some of what we heard from the jurors in Steve Bannon's criminal trial today. From the things I've seen him say and the people he's affiliated with, I'd tend not to believe anything Bannon says, said one juror. Honestly, I'm not a fan of Steve Bannon personally, said another. Yeah, 
I formed opinions. Doesn't look good for him, said a third juror. January 6th was a really bad day for American history. And no, I can't put my opinions aside and sit as a fair juror in this trial. Another juror just plainly said, based on what I've seen, Bannon is guilty. Another juror said he was subpoenaed, didn't comply, even given my limited knowledge of the law. It's pretty clear he's wrong. And so on, and so on, and so on. That was the recurring theme among the prospective jurors, the pool of people who were called to answer questions about whether they could sit as fair and impartial jurors in Steve Bannon's case. Now, a lot of those jurors ended up being excused by the judge. We call it challenged for cause because it was pretty clear they had a preconceived bias against Steve Bannon, rightfully so, given what he's done to our democracy. Um, and they said they were unable to put that preconceived opinion aside and base their decision only on the evidence that's introduced over the course of the trial. So here's the thing. Steve Bannon is entitled to a fair trial. Everybody is entitled to a fair trial. So no, we don't want jurors who cannot sit fairly and independently and render a decision based only on the evidence they hear during the course of the trial. So Judge Nichols properly excused lots of those people. Second overarching observation. A lot of jurors knew a lot about the insurrection, about the January 6th House Select Committee hearings, and about Steve Bannon. But many of them said, you know, I haven't drawn any conclusions about whether Bannon is guilty or not guilty in connection with his contempt of Congress charges, and any minimal opinions I have or anything I might have seen on TV or read in the reporting, I can put out of my mind and I can decide this case based solely on the evidence that's introduced during the course of the trial. And those jurors generally were qualified. In other words, they didn't say anything that would warrant the prosecutor or the defense to challenge them for cause, to try to exclude them from the trial. My third overarching observation, and this one is a little less rosy, is there were quite a few jurors who actually knew almost nothing about what happened on January 6th. There were quite a few jurors who had no idea what the January 6th House Select Committee was and hadn't seen or read a single thing about the public hearings. And those same potential jurors had no idea who Steve Bannon was. Not everybody has to be informed on every major issue of the day, um, but there were a lot of completely uninformed potential jurors. And here's the problem. This is why our system of justice um, is perhaps the worst, but for all others. Those were the people that were easiest to qualify the completely uninformed, the blank slates, the people who were 
untouched by any information about what happened on January 6th or what's happening in the select committee hearings or who in the world Steve Bannon is and what he tried to do to our democracy. Those are the people who there was no reason to disqualify. You can't disqualify a potential juror for being completely uninformed. Those are the easiest ones for the judge to say, hey, there's no disqualifying opinion or bias here because this juror doesn't know anything. So that's actually a downside of our jury selection system. The truly uninformed are often the easiest one to qualify as jurors in a criminal case. Okay, let's get to some of your questions. Lots of people had various questions about how the judge is performing. Judge Carl Nichols, as you may know, he's a Trump appointee, but notwithstanding that, he actually handled voir dire, which is what we call jury selection, well and professionally. A number of you had questions about the nuts and bolts of jury selection. How does it actually take place? Real quick, what, what the judge does is he gives out a jury questionnaire to all of the potential jurors, and it has about 20 or 25 questions, and they have to answer each question either yes or no. Then he collects up the questionnaires, he goes through them, and then he says, for example, juror number 18, I see you answered questions two, seven, and 12, yes, indicating you had a positive response to those questions, let's talk about that. And then the judge would have a back and forth with the juror, and then the judge allows the parties, the prosecutor and the defense, to ask follow-up questions to explore the witnesses, not the witness, the juror's answer. So that is kind of logistically how jury selection plays out. The other thing that I'll say about Judge Nichols is there were a lot of close calls. A call where, you know, the juror said some things that tended to cut against their ability to be fair and impartial, but they said a number of things that supported their ability to be fair and impartial. And on all of the close calls, Judge Nichols made the call in favor of excusing the, um, the juror. Um, tie goes to the runner kind of thing. So I'm okay with that because every defendant in a criminal case is on trial for their liberty. And I really think it is smarter to make close calls about a juror's suitability to sit um, in favor of excusing the juror. It's the safest thing to do. Um, so all in all, I thought Judge Nichols performed um, well and appropriately. Another question somebody asked, did Bannon seem to be more upset by jurors who didn't like him or by jurors who didn't know him? I couldn't really tell because Bannon's back was to me most of the time, but I thought that was a really funny question, so I thought I would ask it. Um, another question that many of you asked, did Bannon interact with his lawyers during jury selection? Not once. It was really kind of surprising. Sometimes the lawyers would consult with each other. He has three defense lawyers, um, but I didn't see a single lawyer consult with their client even once during jury selection. Bannon just sat there like a bump on a log all day. Um, a lot of people want to know, how in the world can you tell if jurors are lying? Well, the answer is you can't. 
not definitively, but in my experience, I picked a lot of juries in 30 years, you can generally get a pretty good sense of whether a juror is trying to pull one over on the judge, on the prosecutor, on the defense attorney. Um, they are placed under oath, so they have a lot to lose in the event they lie during voir dire, during individual questioning. Some of them will lie to just try to get out of jury service. They'll say, I don't know anything about this case, but I can't be fair. And judges will call them out on that kind of nonsense. But there is no perfect human lie detector. You can't tell if they're lying, but you generally get a pretty good sense between the radar of the judge and the prosecutor and the defense attorney. Um, most of the questions were about, or many of the questions you asked, were about Bannon's demeanor in, in one way or another. You asked, does, did he have that smug, smarmy look on his face that he always has, like he's the smartest guy in the room? Um, I would say, you know, that's probably his natural resting face. I will also say he played it pretty straight uh, in front of the jurors. Now we'll see what happens tomorrow when they have hearings out of the presence of the jury. We'll see if he acts up a little bit. But he kind of played it straight because I think every defendant is told by his or her attorney, don't do anything. Don't show any emotion. Don't make faces. Don't send any signals to the jurors that might alienate them because that can only come back to bite you. So he seemed to kind of play it straight. People asked, did he act up at all? Um, he didn't act up in front of the jury. And then a question that many of you posed, because remember the Washington Post headline from, I believe, yesterday? Bannon said, I'm going to go medieval in my trial. So lots of people wanted to know, did medieval make an appearance today in court? Well, I can report that I didn't see a, a single catapult. I didn't see any molten lead being poured over the castle turrets. Didn't see any medieval weapons of any kind. So no, Bannon didn't go medieval. He did make a little statement on the steps of the courthouse at the, uh, at the end of the day. Oh, I should be testifying, you know, they, they, should be, uh, they shouldn't be having this witch hunt of a J6 hearing and they, they should be cross-examining people. Boy, you talk big, Steve, when you're out on the courthouse steps. But, you know, you just kind of sat there like a bump on a log all day in your own trial. We'll see what happens tomorrow, friends. I will be back in the courtroom watching so you don't have to. And I will be tweeting out during the course of the day in real time. I'll also be on Morning Joe tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. doing a, a recap of what went on in court today. And then we'll be making appearances um, over the course of the day on MSNBC outside the courthouse. There's going to be a, a remote camera set up. So uh, I will try to keep everybody informed as best I can regarding what I'm seeing. I'll talk more tomorrow about how the opening statements played out. Um, because they're anticipated tomorrow morning. I'll talk a little bit about how the attorneys are performing because I know attorneys on both sides of the equation, both on the prosecution side and on the defense side. And I will try to bring you 
color commentary uh, of the Bannon trial as best I can. In the meantime, folks, please stay safe, please stay tuned, and I look forward to talking with you all again tomorrow.